Welcome to the Innovation and Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back again for another episode. And today I have with me Krista Hardwick. Krista is with Deputy, and she's the general counsel in Deputy. Deputy has a very interesting software product that helps companies navigate both business compliance and legal risk around scheduling. But when I looked into it a little bit more, I found it was really a great insight into thinking about the workplace and your workforce. So with that, Krista, first of all, welcome and thank you for taking the time to visit with me today. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So could you tell us a little bit about your professional background? Sure. I'll try to make it not too long and boring. I'm an attorney. I've been an attorney for about 16 years now. I have always focused exclusively on labor and employment law. So I've spent about the past 15 years of my career until very recently in private practice in various large law firms on the West Coast, management side, labor and employment law. So I would spend about half my time defending companies when they got sued by their employees for employment-related claims. And then the other half of my time, I would spend just advising and counseling business owners, executives, managers on compliance with the plethora of wage and hour laws, discrimination laws, anything related to employment. So I did that for, like I said, about 15 years. And then the opportunity arose just recently to move out to the East Coast to Atlanta and join this startup company, Deputy, that I'm at now as legal counsel. I'm their first and currently only counsel in the United States. And my focus is on helping the software stay compliant with all of the various employment and wage and hour laws across the country so that our users and customers can use the product and be comfortable that it's a great tool to help them stay compliant. Krista, Deputy recently released a very interesting ebook entitled The United States of Shift Work. And I found it fascinating on really multiple levels, but I was wondering from your perspective, what were some of the key highlights? Yeah, this is an interesting ebook. It's available for download for free on our website. Anybody can take a look at it. And what it is, is a study that Deputy did of, I believe, over a million different hours of shifts across the United States. And they aggregated the data over the course of a year of shifts, and they came to several different conclusions that enable us to get a little bit of an insight kind of just into the current status of shift work in America and what that looks like. So I guess one of the things that intrigued me was the way you guys define the generation of shift workers in America, how each generation has a different profile in terms of shift work. And it struck me that that insight could really lead to you guys at Deputy helping companies think through the legal requirements around shift work. Would that be a fair assessment? Yeah, I think that would be a fair assessment. The United States of Shift Work study separated workers out into four different generations. So we have the baby boomers, we have the Generation X, which is folks born between 1965 and 1980, and then we have the millennials, which is, you know, I've always thought of the millennials as the youngsters of the workforce, but I guess that's not true anymore because then after them we have Generation Z. 
and that's the shift workers that were born between 1996 and 2012. And we found a lot of similarities between the different generations in terms of how many hours they're working, how many hours they're being scheduled to work, what are their busiest and slowest months of the year and days of the year. One of the interesting things that we found, though, to answer your question more directly, is that on average, across all the different generations, they are only being scheduled to work about between 85 and 95 hours a month. And they're actually only working slightly less than that, a few hours less than that a month. And so that tells us a couple things. That tells us, number one, we have business owners and managers being cognizant of not requiring workers to work more than they're scheduled to work. And that goes to all the different fair work week laws that are kind of the new trend of employment compliance laws that are coming out. And I could talk a little bit more about that later if you'd like. And then it also just kind of goes to show that companies are being very cognizant of not requiring workers to work overtime hours and triggering all of the overtime compliance requirements that come with that. So we can learn a couple of things about compliance from this. Krista, I found your answer very interesting because it spoke to two, I think, key components or goals of every corporation. One is cost savings or management of costs, but also really fairness at the workplace and what now I think is generally thought of as sustainability. Many people think sustainability is simply about the environment, but it's a wide variety of stakeholders, including employees and including those who are doing shift work. So I guess one of the insights I drew from the ebook and from reviewing your site was by using a tool such as the one available from Deputy, a company can actually move towards having greater work, fair workplace pay, fair workplace hours, fair workplace scheduling, and move to considering the shift workers who may not have been as concerned before as a key stakeholder of, of your employee base. Absolutely. Yeah. One of Deputy's kind of key values that we like to encourage our customers to think about is exactly what you said, being fair to your workers. And we say, love your employees. That's going to help your business be successful in the long run. It's going to keep your employees happy. And I can say a couple things to that. First and foremost, as you may or may not be aware, we've got this Fair Workweek legislation that's been coming down around the country. It's currently in existence in about 10 different major United States cities, including New York City, Seattle, San Francisco. It's coming out of Chicago and Philadelphia next year. And those laws are incredibly complex and they require businesses to do a whole lot of things for their shift workers, not the least of which is to post schedules a couple of weeks in advance and then not change them after they're posted. Or if they do change them, they have to get employee consent and they have to pay what's called predictability pay to the employee, which is designed to compensate them for not having kind of a fair schedule that's predictable and stable. So one of deputies' key focuses here this year and into the coming year is to ensure that deputy is a powerful tool for business owners to use to comply with all of the various fair work week laws across the country. Obviously, no piece of software can guarantee or completely automate compliance with any law, but it's absolutely a great tool and it can allow business owners to spend a whole lot less time worrying about whether they're compliant and a whole lot more time focusing on actually growing their business and making it successful. So I think that fairness to workforce, fairness to your employees is becoming more important 
every day, and we're not seeing a slowdown in this fair work week legislation anytime soon. I think if anything, we're going to see an uptick and we're going to get more and more cities enacting it. So yeah, that's one of the very, very key things about deputy that I love. I'm being long-winded, but just the other thing I would add is that another thing that business owners really want to focus on in scheduling and workforce management is making sure that they're kind of designing an optimal schedule that's going to minimize payroll costs for them because that's one of the biggest expenses in running any business. And one of the other things that Deputy does that helps businesses do that is we have a partnership with a company called Widget Brain. They do customized labor forecasting for our customers. So they'll look at your profits and your sales and your gross income over the last year, two years, whatever period you want. And then they will partner with Deputy to customize your work schedules to be optimal in light of what your forecasted profits are going to be each hour of every day. And we're having a lot of customers be very, very appreciative and happy about how much money they're saving on using that feature as well. Chris, I often say that a legal requirement leads to a compliance or compliance-related solution, and it strikes me that is certainly one thing Deputy does. But what you've just articulated moves it, I think, several paces past that, that effective compliance can create greater business efficiency, leading to profitability, greater profitability. Is that a message that you find resonates with the Deputy customer and client base? Oh, absolutely. If you're compliant with the labor and employment laws, you're doing fair work schedules, you're paying and scheduling your employees fairly, not only are you going to have a workforce with increased morale and increased motivation to do a good job because they're happy working for you, you're also going to minimize the chance of liability for getting hit with a wage and hour audit by the Department of Labor or your local agency that enforces those laws. We just read in the news last week that Chipotle got hit. I think it was last week, maybe end of September, for a a lawsuit by the city of New York for over a million dollars for violating, I think they said, nearly every aspect of the Fair Work Week legislation. And we don't know how that's going to turn out yet. It's just a lawsuit and it's just allegations, but it just goes to show how expensive noncompliance can potentially be. I have to tell you, this has taken a very different turn than I expected in this podcast. What you guys are doing is really innovative in the business process in a way that perhaps many HR lawyers, general counsel types, or even compliance practitioners did not think of using this type of tool. But I don't know if you're aware of the recently released business roundtable statement on the purpose of a corporation where they've expanded the number of stakeholders in a corporation from simply shareholders and making profits. That would include employees, including shift workers, including those who might work for the companies in an external contracting role. And it really strikes me as not only what you guys are talking about, but more importantly, what you're doing speaks directly to how the business roundtable sees a much wider variety of stakeholders in a corporation. Oh, absolutely. That's interesting. I actually have heard of that roundtable and I agree. I think it's fascinating. And I think that it's probably smart to consider all of those different categories you mentioned as potential stakeholders in the business, especially in light of the fact that the number of employees who are shift workers, when I say shift workers, I am contrasting that with your management and your executive level employees who are paid a salary and who typically have a little bit more of a voice and a little bit more power in the workforce. But the number of shift workers in this country is only increasing and it's going to increase even more in 2020 
we just found out the United States Department of Labor just amended their rule for who can be classified as a salaried employee versus a non-exempt shift worker. The mandatory wages to be classified as a salaried manager are going to go up significantly next year, starting in January. And so that means that a lot of folks who are currently on a salary basis are going to be converted to shift workers who are going to be paid on an hourly basis. And they're going to fall into this category of shift workers who, again, these laws are designed to protect. One of the insights I had from the ebook was by breaking out the percentage of shift workers by generation. So I'm a baby boomer. And to be assigned shift work or given shift work was something that uh, I did very early, certainly before I became a lawyer. But with the increased number of millennials and Gen Zers moving towards shift work, and I have to take my daughter as an example, a Gen Zer, she actually prefers that and she wants to have that flexibility. And she wants to work for a company that's going to give her the flexibility to do shift work assigned on a basis that she has some semblance of regularity. But nevertheless, she really appreciates that. So it, it struck me that with the way you guys analyzed it, it really speaks to how corporations need to respond to people, not people responding to corporations. Would that be also a fair insight? Oh, absolutely. And one of the things that the study found, the United States of Shift Work study found, is that what we're calling Gen Zers, which is the youngest members of our shift work workforce in the United States, they're being scheduled to work and they're actually working far fewer hours than the baby boomers are and the Gen Xers are. We can only assume why that is, but the study makes some assumptions that that's probably because that generation wants to work fewer hours. And that may be because they're pursuing college education. That may be because of the gig economy. And maybe many members of that generation are choosing to work multiple different jobs. We don't know exactly why that is, but it does suggest that the newer members of the workforce are different than some of us more senior members. I was going to say older, but I'll just say more experienced senior members. (laughs) And their preferences may be different and companies need to really think about that. And in scheduling and in workforce management in general, take that into consideration because they have choices on where they want to work and what kind of work they want to do. And we're on a strong economy right now and definitely only pays to take into consideration what those folks' preferences are in terms of the shift work they're doing. Kristen, the title of this podcast is Innovation and Compliance, but it's really about innovation. And listening to you here today really struck me that you and Deputy have really come up with a very innovative solution to perhaps time-honored problem, but certainly a problem that's existed for quite some time, but with the overlay of, as I said, greater business efficiency in addition to a legal compliance and now even perhaps societal or sustainability component that I think is really innovative going forward. And it just strikes me that you guys have really just scratched the surface of something very new, very different, yet very exciting at the same time. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I was thrilled to join Deputy. It's only been two months now, but it's been an exciting ride so far. The company is incredibly focused on compliance. And like I said, being the most powerful tool on the market today to assist our customers on complying with the complex wage and hour laws across the country. Again, the fact that we have me as an in-house labor and compliance expert, I think just goes to show their commitment to that. And 
innovative is probably an understatement when you describe Debbie. <laughs> and so I'm excited to see what the company is going to do over the coming years. They're brand new to the United States. They've only been in the United States a couple of years. And I look forward to seeing what the future is going to bring for the company and for our customers. As someone who, as a very young lawyer, did wage and hour work before spreadsheets came into existence, believe <laughs> me, I appreciate what you guys do for the legal side, but I really thought this would be much more about a legal compliance solution, but I'm firmly convinced this is a business process solution, and companies need to talk to you guys because the insights, and even your last insight, or rather from the ebook USF Shift work around Gen Zers are working less shifts, but what does that mean when we can start to put that sort of psychology around business behavior and wed that to business process and how corporations can tap into that sort of talent pool? I think it will only increase profitability for every company that uses it. So I'm really blown away by this. Kudos. If listeners wanted more information about deputy, could you suggest where they might go? Sure. I can suggest a lot of places, but I think the easiest place to go would just be Deputy's website. It's www.deputy.com. There's all kinds of information about the company on there. You can do a free trial if you'd like to try it out and see if it works for you. And then you can also follow us on all our social media pages, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm sure there's many more. So we're going to link to the ebook in the show notes. So everyone really needs to look at this ebook because it's short, sweet, very graphically oriented, yet some really good insights for every compliance practitioner, business owner, and probably people in the general counsel's office too. So Crystal, I greatly look forward to continuing the conversation with you guys. Thank you so much, Tom. It's been great. If you're a compliance professional looking for a convenient and effective way to fulfill your continuing education requirements, go to fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses and choose from four hour-long training packages that will keep you current. That's fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses.